שלום וברכה, ערב שבת שלום, קהל המאזינים היקרים. אנחנו בערב שבת חזון. ממש ימים ספורים לפני תשעה באב. וגם, אפשר לומר, אנחנו ממש מרגישים את הצער של השכינה, מרגישים ממש את הצער של כלל ישראל. הבשורות הקשות מהמלחמה על החטוף, חייל יקר וצעיר, ופרשת דברים. אלה הדברים אשר דיבר משה, הגמרא אומרת במסכת מכות, שלשון דיבור זה לשון קשה. הגמרא אומרת שמה דיבור זה לשון עזה. והנה, בימים האלו אנחנו רואים מה זה לשון עזה. מה זה עזה? עזה זה לשון עזות. הגמרא אומרת שם מכות, שכשדיבר יהושע לעם ישראל, ודיבר איתם על המצווה של ערי מקלט, להכין ערי מקלט, אז כתוב, וידבר יהושע. אז הגמרא שם מדברת שלשון דיבור זה לשון קשה. וכאן אנחנו אומרים פרשת דברים, אלה הדברים אשר דיבר משה אל כל ישראל, דברים של תוכחה. כל הפרשה מזכירה את כל ההבנות של ישראל במדבר. משה רבנו מזכיר להם את מעשי העגל ומעשי המרגלים וכן הלאה והלאה. כל הדברים שבעצם עליהם היה החורבנות של עם ישראל, י"ז בתמוז ותשעה באב, אחד כנגד חטא העגל, אחד כנגד אה, אה, מעשי המרגלים. כל הדברים האלו קורים בדיוק בימים האלו. אנחנו מתפללים לשלומם של החיילים, מתפללים לשלומם של כלל ישראל, לשלומם של החייל החטוף. ולפעמים בן אדם נכנס בכל מיני קושיות ושאלות. למה אנחנו מתפללים ולא נענים? למה עדיין המלחמה? למה עדיין הצרות? ובאמת, שזו תכלית הימים הללו. The days between י"ז בתמוז and תשעה באב, three weeks. The Shabbat is called Shabbat Chazon. And we have to understand the purpose of these days. Really, if we look deep, we'll see that these days, it says in the Zohar, that these days are day of judgments, not from today. The day of judgments since creation. When Hashem created the world, He created days of chesed, and He created days of judgment. The Zohar says, in every, every six months, six months summer, six months winter, and in these six months, there is at least two months of judgment. There's two months of judgment. 
לצי תשרי, חשוון, כסלו, חסד. תבט, שבט, דין, judgment. So this is in the winter. In the summer, we also have ניסן, אייר, סיוון, חסד, kindness from Hashem. Then תמוז and אב, judgment. And days of darkness. In the same way, we have every day. We have day and we have night. We also know that uh, the way Hashem created the world, it was with two names, Shem Elohim and Shem Hashem. First in the creation, there's 32 times Shem Elohim and not, not even once Shem Avaya. Only after that it says, ביום ברוע השם אלוקים ארץ ושמיים. אלוקים, as we know, is דין, and הוויה is חסד, and רחמים. So the way Hashem wanted to create the world in the beginning was judgment. And only after he saw that he cannot hold the world, the world cannot stand only on judgment, so he also put the חסד, and he added the חסד first. ביום ברוע השם אלוקים ארץ ושמיים. in the mud, full of dirt. That's where you find the gold. Diamonds are found in a deep places, in the dark places. The pearls are found deep in the water. And, and that's the way of life, the way of life is to find good, a real good, is only after a big test. That's what it is. You have a family, a marriage, a couple married. If you'll ask them to remember the best days of their life is when they were united and real love. When is the real love? When they had big tests. When they had to live in a basement, if they had to live uh, with no money, or if somebody wasn't healthy, somebody was sick. That's when you find who is your real lover. A marriage gets profounder, gets deeper, stronger. When they go through some darkness, they go through some hardship, they go through some hard times, it makes them either closer, or if they're not, if they don't really love each other, then they just separate. So this is where the truth come out. That's why Hashem also, He really wanted to create the world with judgment because He wanted to see 
that we go through the test and we survive. This is what life is for. And, uh, but since we cannot afford, we cannot stand and test all our life, so we have ups and downs. And every day there is night and a day. As the Baal Shem Tov explains that every day there is night and a day because first we start with the night and then there's a day. We start with test and then we become with chesed. Then the chesed comes. In that same way, says in the Sefer of Israel that the days of Ben HaMetzarim, the three weeks, are really three weeks of darkness, of tests, since creation, not from today. As it says in the Zohar, that Tammuz and Av are days of judgment in the middle of this month, is this three weeks. But he says these days are the foundation for the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. The three weeks, they are the one to prepare us for the holidays. They are the source for the holidays. And the truth is, we got Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot only because we went to big tests. Hashem says, I remember how you went after me, you follow me, as a good kala, as a loving kala that follows a husband in desert. This is what Hashem remembers. Hashem remembers the days that we went without food to follow him. So these three weeks, of course, nobody likes them, nobody wants them. But in the truth, all the reward of the rest of the year is according to these three weeks. It's written in the Sefer, Irin Kadishin, that according to the three weeks, a person could know how would be his three holidays coming. Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippurim also. They depend on the way a person passes the test of the three weeks. He says also, that what it says in Chazal, called the Avid Rachmana Letav Avid. Rabbi Akiva said that whatever Hashem did, He did for the best. You know the story of Rabbi Akiva, that he had a donkey, he had a rooster and a, and a candle, and he went to some place to sleep and they did not let him sleep. They chased him away from that town. He had to go sleep in forest. And at night, a lion came, ate his donkey. A cat came, ate his rooster. The wind blew up his candle. And he says, Call the Avid Rahmana This has happened for the best. 
What happened the next day? The next day, Rabbi Akiva sees, he goes back to that town, he sees the town, people are killed, people are smuggled and everything. They stole everything from them. Then he says, you see, if I slept over here, what would happen? So this is called the Avid Rahmanan Avid. Even the sorrows, trouble that he went to, he knew something worse could happen. And this is for the best. So it says in the Sefer, Irene Kaddishin, that this is the job that we have, the mission that we have on these days. The mission of the three weeks is to stand up and go through all the tests, all the news that we hear and everything, and still try to believe that it's all for the best. And it's all to make us stronger, to make us more united, to make us more to love Hashem, to make us closer to Hashem, to pray more, never stop praying. The emunah should stay. We are allowed to cry. We are allowed to cry, but cry to Hashem. Cry to Hashem that we know that if he, is a, if he has to do this, must be, we deserve it. It must be that he feels very bad that he has to do, to give us this bad news. But it's for sure for our best. This is the test. And not like the people in desert that didn't stand on this test on these weeks. Because when Moshe Rabbeinu came down on Yudzayim Betamuz from Shamaim, he saw the people doing Aigel. He broke the Luchot. That's the beginning of the three weeks. Why did the people make Aigel Avodah Zarah? Because the people saw darkness. They saw that Moshe disappeared. Moshe did not come back. They saw Moshe dying. As we know, the Yetzirah showed them the mitah of Moshe Rabbeinu. And they believed that he died. And they didn't follow the, the instructions that Moshe told them to go to Aaron and ask him what to do. Instead, they thought they know what to do. And they followed their heart. But what they have to do now is find a new way to serve Hashem. They just gave up on the first way. The first way did not work for us. Let's go to a new way. As it says in Sefer Hasidim, that sometimes a person prays to Hashem, then he sees that it's not working, he goes to Mechashfim. He goes to witchcraft to help him. That's when the person shows that he's not deep in his emunah. He's not strong in his emunah and Hashem. He leaves the mitzvot, he leaves the Torah, he leaves the Chachamim to go to other ways which are not Jewish ways. That's not the way of Israel to go to Kishufim. So when a person is praying and all of a sudden he gives up on his praying, that shows that his emunah is not strong. 
And this is the purpose of these days. The purpose of these days is to go found, to go to the foundation, to really check, check our foundation, to really check if we are strong in our belief, in our emunah. Where are we going to look? Where are we going to turn? Are we going to turn to the goyim? Are we going to turn to the goyim's ways? Or are we going to get stronger in our emunah, in our Torah and tefillah? In that time, Am Yisrael did not, did not have enough emunah. They went to different ways. And because of that, Moshe had to break the luchot. But really, it says in the Midrash, Parashat Pinchas, that Yudzayim Betamuz was supposed to be the high, one of the highest holidays. If we went to the test, if we passed the test, and we would wait for Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu would come and give us the luchot, this luchot had a lot of miracles in them. A person would learn and never forget, and on and on, many, many miracles, because this luchot, the first tablets were made by Hashem. We would be very lucky if we got it. We didn't get it because we didn't pass the test of the judgment of these weeks. And then there's another test. That's the Meraglim. The spies. The spies were also sent before Tammuz and Av. They were, they were sent for a big mission. The mission is, are they going to have a strong emunah? Are they going to have a strong emunah in these days? When they're going to go and see a lot of trouble, they will be scared. They will feel like uh, ants on the floor. They would feel that the people are dying all around. They would feel scared from the giants. Are they going to overcome their feelings and be strong and believe in what they do, that this is the right thing? That's the question. You're going to Eretz Israel, you see what's going on, you hear the news of Eretz Israel. What do you think? Do you think it's safer there or here? This is a test. Do you think you say to yourself, you know what? Huh? It's a good thing I live here in America. This is what the Maraglim said. The Maraglim said over there is scary. That shows that you do not understand that called the Avid Rahmana Letav Avid. You have to understand that this is a holy place. This is the place that there is a mitzvah to live in. There's a mitzvah to be there. And you think that not doing the mitzvah, it's better? It would be safer for you not to do it? Usually, that's wrong. Unless the rabbis uh, decide that uh, it's really a time of sakana. But otherwise, a person is supposed to believe that when he's doing mitzvot, he will never get hurt. And if they would go to Eretz Israel with Emunah, like Kalev ben Yufune, This is the secret of Atzlacha, the positive thinking. We're going to win, especially when you think that for mitzvah, so for sure, 
this is going to give you the strength to win. But instead, the people, the Meraglim, the spies, didn't have enough emunah, really, in the Kedusha, in the holies, holiness of Eretz Israel, the importance of Eretz Israel, and that's why they were too weak to really follow and go to war for it. This is really another thing that we see today. The Pasuk says, Me'oivai techakemeni mitzvotecha. Pasuk in Tehilim says that Hashem teaches me His mitzvot for my enemies. My enemies are teaching me my, the mitzvot. How could the enemies teach you mitzvot? Because the, you have to look on your enemy and then you'll know what does Hashem want from you. One of the things that we could see today is our enemies. These enemies, the Arabs in Eretz Israel, they have nothing to do with Eretz Israel. Their history has nothing to do with Eretz Israel. In the Quran and their book, does not mention the name Yerushalayim. Does not, doesn't mention Yerushalayim in, the, in, in their Quran. So why are they fighting so much? What happened that they're willing to die so much for it? It's all from Shamayim. We have to believe that it's all for the best. This is one way to understand how it's all for the best. These enemies are really here to teach us to teach us that they're willing to sacrifice their life for holy places, even though they're really not holy for them. They pray to Mecca, they don't pray to Yerushalayim. And still they fight for it, and they're willing to die for it. What happened to us? Where is our emunah to go and fight to conquer the holy land? which is the whole land of Eretz Israel is all surrounding Beit HaMikdash. And this is really the Kedushah of Eretz Israel, especially Kedushah of Yerushalayim, Beit HaMikdash. We're praying for Beit HaMikdash, we say, Tikkun Hatzot, and we Tisha Be'av, and this, but the, the real, are we really willing to sacrifice anything for it? Really working for it? This is the question. And we learn from them. They, they are messengers from Hashem to show us how much they would do for it. Alachat kama v'chama, more and more, of course, that we, Am Israel, are supposed to do and believe because it really belongs to us. So when we believe in it, Hashem would be with us. We're we not, as we spoke last week, we're not supposed to speak about ceasefire and stuff like that. When we are doing the right thing, and we are saving our people, whenever we speak about such a things, we always, after that, see the mistake. This happened especially in Eretz Israel. In Eretz Israel, whenever we gave a land of Eretz Israel, we always got back something worse. So again, in these three weeks, Hashem is testing us. Are we going to see things that are happening for the best? Or are we just going to look at the, at the moment? That in this moment, it does not look good. 
are we going to explain it in a positive way or not? And this is what really happened to the Maraglim. The Maraglim had a chance to explain and say that it's all for the best and Hashem is going to save us and uh, whatever the people are dying is for the best and the giants over there are big but it's easier for us because they can't see us or things like that. They were able to say that it's all for the best instead they explain it the wrong way. And, and the day of Tisha B'Av was supposed to become the biggest holiday in the calendar of Am Israel. Because when the Maraglim came, if they would say, yes, we saw these things that happened over there, but we know it's all for the best, and Hashem will be with us, we will win it, that this day would become Yom HaKippurim. As it says, in the Midrash Echa, that instead of saying, on this night of Tisha B'Av, instead of saying, Ki bayom hazeh yechapeh alechem, letahir etchem, mekol chatotechem, lefnei Hashem tetaru, instead of this day to become Yom HaKippurim, we read, Tumata b'shuleha, etc., etc. We read the Echa. Instead of saying, Ki bayom hazeh yechapeh alechem, means that this day was supposed to be Yom HaKippurim. It says that in the Midrash, the Midrash says that uh, Yud Zayim Betamuz was supposed to be a holiday. As it says, Kechag Hashem Ahar. Aaron says tomorrow Yud Zayim Betamuz will be a holiday because he knew that this is supposed to be a happy day, the happiest day. Yom Chatunato, Yom Simchat Libo. That's the day of Matan Torah, Matan Luchot was supposed to be a happy day. And then it says in the Midrash that Tisha B'Av was supposed to be even a higher day. That would be the day that we enter to Earth Israel, the day that we pass the test of Earth Israel. And that would be the biggest holiday, would be Yom Kippurim. And Rosh Hashanah. The day of judgment will be in Yudzayim et Amuz, and the, the day of Yom Kippur will be Tisha B'Av. That's what it says in the Midrash. Rav Chida explains it, and other Sfarim, they all talk about that Yom Tisha B'Av is really was supposed to be Yom Kippurim, the day of forgiveness. If we didn't do the sin of Tisha B'Av, the Meraglim, the spies. And that's why there's many halachot in Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av which are just like Yom HaKippurim. The halachot of Tisha B'Av are very similar to Yom HaKippurim. The, the, the fast begins at night, not in the day. The fast has many halachot. The five halachot of the fast, La'achila, Shtiyah, Sikha, Neilat HaSandal, Tashmish Amita, all these halachot, the same like Yom HaKippurim. And also there is a Nyan that Tisha B'Av is called a Mu'ed. Kara alay Mu'ed, we don't say Tachanun, not on Tisha B'Av, not on Mincha before. Why is it called Mu'ed? Because it was supposed to be the biggest holiday. And, and even though it's not 
יום הכיפורים, רק יום הכיפורים. ב-It's brought down in ספרי קבלה, that really in תשעה באב, it is יום הכיפורים, because if, if Hashem wanted it in the beginning to be יום הכיפורים, a day of forgiveness, a, a big holiday, it still are, because this is something that Hashem put in from creation. So the Roshim is still there. But instead of getting it, like Yom Kippur, that we just pray and everything is forgi- forgiven, here went through Yisurim. In Tisha B'Av, there is forgiveness. And it is Yom Kippurim. It is a, a day of forgiveness. But it's only true destruction. And sufferings. This is a Kippur, but it's a choice of us, either to do tshuva or either suffer. But no matter what, Yom Tisha B'Av would be like Yom Kippur, a day of forgiveness. We have to see also the good of that, because the way Hashem did it was that uh, he destroyed Bet HaMikdash, instead of destroying the people, Am Yisrael is still alive. It still exists. Why? Because Hashem destroyed Bet HaMikdash and not the people. Bet HaMikdash, of course, is a holy place and very precious for us. But the Jewish people are more precious. And this, this is Hashem's mercy that even though he did a big judgment, but we should see the light behind it. And this is what Hashem is doing every year. Really, we don't know what we deserve. And we believe that whatever Hashem is doing is really to, to help us forgive, erase our sins. As it says in Megillat Echa, Tam Avonech Batzion. Your Yerushalayim, your, your, your sins are erased, are finished. Why? Because through the destruction and the sufferings and everything, it was erased. And this is why the Gemara and Yoma says that when they came into Kodesh HaKodeshim, the Goyim destroyed Bet HaMikdash, they came into Kodesh HaKodeshim, they saw the Kruvim, the two images in there, hugging each other. And they took it out to the shuk, to the street, and said, look at this, what these people are doing. They didn't understand the meaning of it. They didn't know that this is a miracle that Hashem show that the gold is made from pure gold. The gold moved and kissed and hugged each other to show that Hashem loves us. How could Hashem love us if there is destruction, if there is Chorban of Bet HaMikdash, what is this love? Because when, when we go through deep, we'll understand that whenever Hashem is punishing us, that's because of love, a true love. He's, he, Hashem is crying, Bechol Tzaratam Lo Tzar. Whenever we suffer, He suffers. He feels the sorrow, and, and, he, and He loves us even more. 
because we love him even more, because we have nowhere to, to turn, only to him. And when we turn to him, he hugs us. And even though he has to give us this operation, but uh, he doesn't do it besimcha. He's not happy to do, give it to us, but he has to. So we have to understand that and do teshuvah. So this day of, of Tisha B'Av, it says in Achida and many other Sfarim, is like Yom HaKippurim, and has to be a very precious day. We have to use the opportunity of Tisha B'Av to turn to Hashem, to pray to Hashem. And not just Tisha B'Av, also this Shabbat, which is called Shabbat Chazon. Shabbat Chazon, is not a regular Shabbat. As I said, I mentioned before, this Shabbat, according to the Oev Israel, is the highest Shabbat, even higher than Shabbat Shuvah. Because Shabbat Shuvah, Yom Kippurim that we have, is not the original Yom Kippur that we're supposed to have. The Yom Kippurim that we have in Tishrei is really pushed from Tisha B'Av to Yom Kippur. Because if we would not do the sin, this day would be Tisha This day would be Yom Kippur. But instead of doing the Egel and everything, he moved to Tishrei, as it says in the Midrash. So over there, it's not the real Yom Kippur. The real Yom Kippur is Tisha B'Av. The source of Yom Kippur is Tisha B'Av. And that's why Shabbat Chazon is the source of Tisha B'Av. This Shabbat, the Shabbat before Tisha B'Av, is the source of Tisha B'Av. There's no Tisha B'Av without Shabbat Chazon before. As it says in Sefer Shem Ishmuel, he says that all the Mo'adim, before the Mo'ad, it says the, the first Mo'ad is Shabbat. Because all the Mo'adim take their Korach from the Shabbat. Mekadesh HaShabbat, Israel Ve'azmanim. It's all, first of all, Shabbat. And that's why uh, this Shabbat is really like Shabbat Shuvah. So again, we should not forget that the Avodah that we have today, in these days, is to be metaken the Chet HaEgel and the Chet HaMereglim, that caused all the other distractions. How do we metaken them? We metaken them with call the Avid Rahmana Letav Avid. When we see something that we do not understand, we should try to understand it in a positive way. We should try to understand it in a Jewish way, in a religious way. Try to understand it being the lawyer of Hashem, not Chaz Shalom, the opposite. We should always try to see how Hashem is righteous, how Hashem is really trying to give us something for our best. And we could see that Hashem is, really wants us to save us. Hashem really wants to save us from the, our enemies. Our enemies prepared for us who knows what. All these tunnels, and we don't even know what else is there. What else they're preparing for us. And Hashem, as we know, gave us a big miracle that our uh, government decided to go in 
and not just shoot from the air, because then we found everything that's there, which was very, very dangerous. They had plans to come in from all the tunnels on one night. And Rosh Hashanah, I heard they wanted to come in with thousands of soldiers and and kill and destroy and 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 kidnap and etc. And Hashem give us this uh, wisdom. We didn't understand it by ourselves, so He had to push us. And whenever we spoke about ceasefire, they did not want it because it's from Hashem. Hashem says, go in and destroy everything. Find everybody. Take them all out. Take all this reshaim uh, away. If we don't do it now, later would be even harder. They'll get even stronger and stronger and more power, more technology. Who knows what else could they get there? This is reshaim. They have to take them from the source. And whenever we speak about ceasefire, another bad, terrible thing happen. It's because Hashem says, do not stop. And He's pulling us in our ears to continue. Uh, if I heard right, this, this boy that was kidnapped is relative with uh, a big person in the government, Sarah Bitachon. That's not a coincidence. If this is true, that's not a coincidence. This is, this is a miracle by itself. Of course, <laughs> we're not happy for it, but we know, Hashem is really saying to them, if you didn't understand till now, how dangerous it is and how important it is to take them away and kill them and throw them out. So maybe if you'll come closer and closer, you'll understand. And uh, and we all hope they would be the fastest as possible and Hashem should show us miracles and save all our soldiers. And we'll be zocheh that this Tisha B'Av would be the last one and maybe, maybe this Tisha B'Av would be the Yom Kippurim, the real Yom Kippurim, the day of forgiveness, and day of Simcha. And we should use this Shabbat to be our best Shabbat in the year. We should try. We have to understand that in Shabbat we should be happy, even though we're going through all this, the, the Zuchut of Shabbat, the Kabbalat Shabbat, Besimcha, it's a big power to save our soldiers. As we say in the Chadodi, When we are going to the Shabbat, it's a time that, and we go like Chatan to Kala, we're going B'Simcha to keep, to accept the Shabbat B'Simcha. There is, this is a, uh, power, uh, this gives us power to what? There's a power to kill and destroy our enemies. So we all tefillah that in very, very soon we'll hear the Kolod, the Shofaro Shel Mashiach, 
it's a big chance. I saw on Sifrei Kabbalah that it says that the next year, it's a special year for Geulah. As it says, in Echad Miyodea. It says over there, Echad Miyodea, Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem is our God, this is one. Two is Luchot. Three is Avot. Four, Imaot. Five, Umshet Torah. Shisha, Mishnah. Shiva, Shabta. Shmona, Mila. So, for, so far, every, every number has something to do with our Jewish nation. Hashem, Luchot, Avot, etc. But when it comes to nine, Tisha Miyudea, nine, who knows, Tisha Miyudea, it says, Tisha Yarcheleda. Nine months to give birth. <laughs> Pregnancy, nine months. What do you mean? This uh, going also nine months. What, what, what are you telling me? Tisha Miyudea, Tisha Yarcheleda. Nine months of, uh, of, um, of pregnancy, it's, it's uh, nature. It's not non, you're not telling me something new, something about uh, religion. So what, you couldn't find something else in this number and he's making this up. So I saw one of the Kabbalah that says that he has a Kabbalah that Tisha'am Yudea Tisha'achelida. You know, in, in the Navi, we find many times that the Geulah, the redemption, is Nimshal to Leda, to pregnancy. The, the, the time that uh, Mashiach would come, it's called Hevle Leda, Hevle Mashiach. It's like the, the time that the, that the wife, the woman, giving birth, that's the Geulah. So it takes nine months for Geulah. What is this Tisha? Mi Yodea Tisha Yarcheleda. So there is a, like a hint over here that Tafshin Ein He, which is our next year, Bezat Hashem, now we are Tafshin Ein Dalet. Next year will be Tafshin Ein He. Tafshin Ein He Yarcheleda. This is when the nine months of pregnancy are coming. Means the nine months of uh, pregnancy, delivery, and uh, preparing for Mashiach. So we hope that this is true, and if not now, but uh, we see that uh, the days are coming close, and the world is going turning around, and a lot of things are happening in the world, and we see I heard last night uh, somewhere there's Jewish people, Israelis, they did not let them come to some place. He says, you people live from here. And uh, and we see the world is, is turning against Israel. Who knows? You know, uh, you could see that in one night, in one, uh, one day, things could change. We should all be united. Remember, where is our place? Where should we go? The safest place would always be in Eretz Israel, because this is where Hashem is. I mean, whatever is happening is from Hashem's hand. 
no coincidence and we should all pray that uh, whatever we're going through it's really the pregnancy and the delivery and the Megillah is very very soon very close and uh, Hashem should listen to our tefillot and bring our soldiers home all safe uh, very quickly Amen Amen